2: Hello, welcome to the Utah Puck Report. We got a, you know, a really special episode with the NHL legend, Riley Armstrong, and then this guy, Danny Breer. <laughs> <laughs> did, I say that? did I say that backwards? Or did yeah, I say like I- <laughs> it's, it's backwards, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it, Jay. Uh, so, Riley, a longtime friend of mine and former Utah Grizzly, and is in town right now with, with Maine to play against the Utah Grizzlies. And um, Danny, you're, you're the GM, you're the operations manager for Maine. That's right. That's okay. right. So before we get into all that, because it's awesome. This is the first year of of the Maine Mariners, right? Mariners. Yep. And uh, still haven't got the call for the E-Bug, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling Danny that you actually
0: got into a game. I think you played ten minutes yep. for, for the Grizz, and but, no, yep. no goals against. No,
2: no goals against. they could have
1: used you in Newfoundland <laughs> uh, about a month ago. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm you willing like to, to travel. travel.
2: I'm willing to travel. No, I, but then I played men's league last night. And I gave up ten goals, but you know. Oh. <laughs> D- different
0: competition for you.
2: Yeah, yeah there. You know, whatever. Um, anyway, so Riley, tell us a little bit. Uh, how long? What years were you here with with Utah? It was during the lockout during the 2012-13
0: uh, season. Um, was fortunate. Kevin uh, Kevin Callie was the coach. Uh, it was it was when uh, we had Brad Mills. Trevor Lewis came in just off of winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, so it was uh, it was it was pretty good league at the time. Uh, playing against Alaska when they had Scott Gomez, Brandon yep. Dubinsky, um, guys like that coming in. So, so the league was uh, pretty good before the lockout ended.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, I remember the day, because um, I was e Yeah, and I, I was, you know, I knew Trevor was there, and I knew you were there, but your brother came in at one point, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, he actually met us up in Alaska, which um, he was more excited just to go to Alaska <laughs> than... Uh, coming in to skate with us, but he came on the bench uh, just to kind of see what the league was about, but to stay on the ice and, and, and stay in shape as well.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't realize he was there, so when you guys came back from the road trip, I remember being in the net, and I'm like, I can't, who is this guy? Like, he's lighting me up, and uh, granted, I give up a lot of goals in these practices anyway, but, like, I, I remember he's he's shooting blocker every time, I'm like, okay, shooting blocker, so I'm going to cheat blocker, and then he still beat me blocker, and then I cheated further blocker, and finally I went to I went to Stauffler, and I'm like... What is going? On? I cannot stop this guy. Who is he? he's like? Oh, that's Riley's brother, Colby. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, good right. thing Danny wasn't shooting against you because you'd still be searching the net. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know anymore. <laughs> It was it was fun. All right, so you you came into Utah and, and uh, you you keep coming back, and so you've got kind of a Utah tie, no?
0: Yeah, yeah. I met uh, I met my wife here. Uh, just down at the green, the green pig, yep. and um, and then our our son was born here as well, and uh, so yeah, we always came back after I played here. We went over to Europe. I played in Germany and Sweden, um, but we always had our summers here in, in Salt Lake. We bought a house down in Harriman at the time. Um, so yeah, it was it's awesome. I know all the guys on on the team here right now. They always look out. I see their phones are out. They're taking pictures of the mountains. They just can't oh, yeah. believe that oh, yeah. the scenery around here is is
2: this phenomenal. We talk about it on the show quite a bit, and it's that's our Utah trap: is that we bring in these outstanding players to come in and play. It was also when we we're in the AHL, yep. and, and now you know we get some pretty good players here in the East Coast League as well. And then they meet our beautiful women, and then they stay, <laughs> and then our hockey gets better. because, yeah. <laughs> because I, we we end I up totally with good agree. genes and we end up with uh, good coaches. Yes. So okay, so you go from you, you go from this. Uh, and I remember you and your brother were he, really excited about doing some hunting and stuff while you are here, but then yep. the lockout ended. Yeah, and then and, he, uh,
0: he took off and had to go back. He was with Montreal at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think all that all that kind of stuff, and also you knowing pretty much everybody in town was uh, getting <laughs> us the little hookups around here, too, so yeah. it
2: was good. No, that was pretty cool, too, to get just get texts from you guys and wanting hookups, and then I was just turning around and hook up like firemen, because firemen know everybody, too. You call me to go fishing. I've got a fishing guy that's a hunterman, yeah. or you know, that's, a, that's he's a he's a horn. He's a firefighter and he does stuff in Alaska. And you need to do hunt hunting stuff. We know tons of hunters and stuff. So it's it's usually all fire other firefighters that we hook yeah. you guys up with, and they get a kick out of it. They get to go yeah. help some NHL guys <laughs> too. Um, and then Danny, some Utah people might not be a hundred percent familiar with you, but uh, obviously, by the way you walk into the building and all of a sudden jerseys
1: pop up and. Player cards. We've seen pop a few up. Uh, Flyers <laughs> items pop up. Yeah. yeah
2: well, we. Ha- I mean, there are there are guys that are not in the building right now that are out on assignments for KSL News. that are freaking out because every day he's in a Flyers jersey <laughs> oh, yeah. or or a hat. So, I mean, obviously, you're 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 known as one of the top playoff performers in the history of the NHL. And I think, and that's not just me saying that. That's if you you Google. Danny Grier, that's what comes up. So just tell us a little bit about your history. And and I'm sorry to do this because everybody knows your history, but where are you from? Tell us about, like, I grew up in minors. uh, I
1: grew up in Canada, French-Canadian, and kind of came up through the ranks, played junior, major junior hockey in Quebec. I was drafted by the Phoenix Coyotes, um, and I spent some time going back and forth. Uh, between the Coyotes and, and the Miners for the first uh, three and a half, four years of my career. Oh, really? Uh, before I was able to uh, fi- finally make it for good. Um, then a year, year and a half after I made it, I was traded to Buffalo. And that's really where I would say my, my career started taking off. Um, I, I meet a lot of people that don't even remember that I played with Phoenix, and I oh. was in the organization for five years. So uh, in Buffalo, I was there for four, four and a half years, um, coming out of Lockout, we had some some really good teams, um, and then um, they didn't re-sign me. I became a free agent uh, and signed in Philadelphia, and uh, played a lot of years. I think six years in uh, in Philadelphia. Um, the last two years of my career, I finished one year in Montreal, one year in Colorado, but Philadelphia was home, and right. that's still where uh, where I am today.
2: And I think that's what most fans. Uh, you know, you're a flyer to most fans.
1: I think that's where we had the most success um, in the playoffs. Yeah, as Yeah. Well.
2: You and Hartnell, and who else? You're It was Leno.
1: Yeah. And Hartnell. Yeah, what a line. Yeah. Just it was and a lot of fun. Did you guys get
2: in a couple like movies or TV <laughs> shows and stuff together? Did that happen at all?
1: Um, a, a few of the guys got involved um, with with some on movie sets and a couple movies, but I wasn't part of oh, that, okay. that okay. crew. I, I stayed away. <laughs> I was uh, I was home. I had the boys at home to to keep an eye on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, ninety seven draft year. Ninety-six.
2: Ninety-six, Draft. Team. All right. I remember, because, you know, Phoenix was our closest team. So I would, when my son was born in 98, we would go to some games, and he was like two or three or whatever. And I was able to catch a lot of your first games in Phoenix when you were up in. So we, we were following, and you you were an impact player. I was always surprised any time you got, because it was Springfield at the time, right? It was, was
1: Springfield you, and the minors, yeah. Yeah.
2: And I I followed it pretty heavily. I was always surprised that you just didn't stay right away.
1: Well, the Coyotes at the time had a very old team. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of pressure. They had just moved from uh, Winnipeg in 96. And there was a lot of pressure to perform to uh, really put their footprints in in the market there. Um, So they needed to make a push. And they went, for the most part, with an older team that had... A little bit more playoff experience. They didn't have as much time to spend with young guys coming up and building for the future. So I was kind of caught in in that trap a little bit um, until I was uh, traded to Buffalo.
2: Okay. And then uh, Buffalo, you get to be friends with Thomas
1: Vanek? Played with Thomas Vanek. Uh, Because now
2: I'm remembering remembering how I was almost going to do events with you (laughs) because Vanek was one of my guys. Okay. Yeah, and
1: we had a very exciting team uh, coming out of the lockout. Uh, In 2005, um, it was uh, the new rules coming into play, less uh, clutching and grabbing calling more more penalties. And uh, the Sabres and the coaching staff decided to go with a fast, speedy team that would, um, you know, instead of going back to... The old school hockey of mucking grabbing—they yeah. uh, decided to be at the forefront and, and really change the approach. Uh, take advantage of power plays and speed, and uh, that's why we had success for for a couple of years with a very small and speedy team.
2: And, and it's funny you bring that up because it's it's one of the things we were just talking about before with Greg Lieb. because I think if those year, if if the years would have changed a little bit, because Greg Lieb is a phenomenal phenomenal player, but he's like five six, yeah, and once guy once once 6'2 guys start grabbing onto and slowing them down, you know... It's it, tough it, to get anywhere. It, you know? Right, right, right. So, but you've seen, you've seen the impact those rule changes have made and obviously with Buffalo and those faster teams, but now the NHL is so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And the movement is, it's amazing to see what these guys can do. And, you know, back in the day, the hockey purists, as they'd call themselves, you know, they wanted, they still wanted the hooking and you still, they, we still have guys that played in the 80s or whatever here. Yeah. And you'll see them in men's league even. A guy will get away from him when you just get the big old hook in him. And <laughs> start it's t- tough t- t- to get it out of your game <laughs> <laughs> when, when you start, that's Well, yeah, sure. you're coached coach from a little guy, right? Yeah. You know? Well, it was amazing. And, um, you know, you had an amazing career. And, and thank you for all the amazing thank moments you. to watch. That was from from my, just a huge hockey fan. It was, you know, you were one of our favorite players to watch. So oh,
1: thanks. I appreciate pretty it.
2: Pretty electric on the ice. So now you both make the transition. And uh, you become a coach. Yep. And it it was weird because you and I were talking. I'm trying to send you Utah players because you were coaching a 16, 18 AAA. Yeah,
0: I was doing like a U18 team up in New Hampshire, and uh, I did it for like five months, and and, then the Penguins called for uh, for me to go to Wheeling and be an assistant there, and took the opportunity to go there and uh, get my foot in the door in pro hockey. it was it was good that I I knew the league I already played in the league so I I knew what I was getting myself into um, even as an assistant coach and um, I did a year and a half there and uh, when I heard that Maine was getting a team I extended a resume out, out to uh, Danny and uh, yeah. Paul Holmgren and, and uh, I did it uh, actually fairly early in the year and um, it was right after All Star break I. I honestly kind of just, like, forgot about it, of what was going on. I was, you know, in, into what I was doing in Wheeling. And then I came home from All-Star break and I had an email uh, from Danny about doing a, uh, in, in interview process up in Philly. And I was, like, totally caught off guard by the whole <laughs> thing because I was, you know, just came back from All-Star break, hanging out with the family and doing all that. So it went pretty quick.
2: Uh, so... <laughs> How, how did you get involved with this and th- this is one of the rare occasions where th- the flyers own this team right correct so that doesn 't happen a lot in the East Coast League more and more in the AHL yeah are you th- is, is that so I guess I got a two part question Is this something you think you 're going to see more in the East Coast League as far as NHL ownership and then how did your role become into this well, if
1: i I think you 're seeing more and more um, NHL teams um, I'd say pay more attention to the ECHL. It's a lot better uh, than what I remembered when I started playing. Uh, The league is getting better and better, better players, uh, better organized. I mean, it's a really professional league now, and um, I've been very impressed um, with the league, how the league is run, uh, how the teams are managed. Um, So you're seeing more NHL teams now pay more attention and and have a a trickle-down effect on, you know, from the NHL to the AHL and the ECHL. So uh, I think it's going to keep going. Uh, I just look at Pittsburgh a few years ago when they won back-to-back cups. Um, you know, So many guys that you, we had never heard of came up and helped them out on their fourth line. Um, now they needed help from the ECHL to come up and, and you know, replace those guys in the AHL, and they had really good success at the AHL level as well. So um, I, I think it's important, and uh, NHL teams are, are starting to realize that now.
2: Yeah, we're definitely we're noticing it this year in Utah with the affiliation with Colorado. Yeah. And I, we brought it up on the show a ton is that um the Avalanche have really taken like pride and ownership yep. of this organization and we've watched, you know, the play is better, the players are happier, they're they're treated better here, the coaching staff is happier. Because they're getting the support they, they think they need, they're spending more. You know, Colorado's sending skill development coaches. Yep. And and so. It, and it helps throughout the yeah. lineup
1: to throughout yeah. all the teams for the organization.
2: Right, and it's it's awesome to see. Yep. So what what were you doing last year before this this came about?
1: Um, so when I retired. Um, Paul Holmgren uh, invited me to kind of spend some time and learn um, what he was doing in the business side of uh, of the organization in Philly after I moved back uh, when I retired, and I did that for a couple of years. And then, um, you know, all of a sudden, I, you know, they approached me about um, that they were f- thinking about buying an ECHL franchise and see if I was able to or, or interested in, in running it. Um, So it didn't take long. It was uh, very enticing. And uh, I jumped on board. Um, But we had to start from scratch. So, uh, you know, from the name, the colors, uh, the staff. um, You know, yes, it was bought by the Flyers. And Paul and a few of the bosses at Comcast, um, you know, would be in charge. But um, they needed to find some people to uh, to go down the list and and, and run the organization. So that's how it started. Um, And, you know having looked back i'm having more fun than (laughs) i i've I've had since i retired
2: yeah it seems like but man what a what a thing to take on like that's so much and i'm honestly one i'm surprised that there's no flyers colors in your (laughs) i tried believe me i tried (laughs) but for me like we in high school we were the you know we're the murray spartans and we just bought flyers jerseys and put because we're Whatever the Flyers were wearing that year, that's what we wear. It's still that way for that team. So we're orange <laughs> and white, orange and black. Yeah. So I was surprised when I found out that that was the affiliation, that there was no... Co- but, you know, the scheme works out, the name works. It's, it, it, it's more fitting we, for the Maine area. Exactly.
1: We wanted to, you know, really go and get the people of Maine and make them feel like this was their team. Um, it was built for them. And the colors, the name, everything um, was to kind of send them and, and feel like they were a part of it.
2: Yeah. No, it definitely seems like you captured that. And um, how how is it growing so far? How are the numbers as far as fans? Is it
1: um, a little softer, maybe than than we expected? But but overall, um, it's going in the right direction. Having yeah. a team in Riley that that the team is is winning, positioned themselves really well down the stretch. I, I you know it helps obviously yeah. when you have a, a team that performs well on the ice. So um, no, we're we're going in the right direction, and I think. You know, people at first had uh, some questions uh, regarding the level of play because they were used to the AHL, and right. it takes time to make them realize that the ECHL is a good league, almost just as good as the AHL. Uh, but it's it's coming around. Uh, we're getting more and more support from um, sponsorships in uh, in the area, so it's uh, it's moving in the right direction. We're we're very excited about it.
2: Well, that's good. We're we all you know we're excited about it, and it's been fun watching what's happening with you because. Uh, once a Grizzly, always a Grizzly. For a lot of the people around here, and we get, we I see a lot of people still post about you, and I don't know if you saw last night. Even on our Utah Puck Report page, people are posting things about Riley's in town and the coach, and then they've I've gotten tagged uh, from your wife, or okay. or shared with whatever, yeah. and probably twelve or thirteen other people about a TV show that NBC. I think it's NBC that's putting it yeah. on. Yep. And can you tell me even just a little bit about that? Do you know um, what's, what's going on? It's, you- it's
0: called Puckland, um, and these guys are from Portland. They do a lot of other TV shows they've done in the past, and they just wanted to put together a little docu-series on the new team coming in. So okay. they started filming from when I first got hired, I think even probably before I was hired, they were filming okay. Danny coming up to Portland and, and even how like uh, they were hiring the front office staff. To building the whole team, and they uh, traveled with us uh, through training camp. Like they, they were there on the ice. Uh, We're we're skating, and a couple camera guys almost got hit Uh, because they're (laughs) they were like right right in there. Um, But I've I've seen a couple of the uh, previews, I guess, of the show, and you know it it looks really nice. And uh, I, I don't know when the. Air date is exactly for it, but um, I know they're getting a lot of uh, attention out there with social media. Yeah, well, it looks they're, cool. They're
1: doing a really good job. And for people that want to know uh, what it really, how it came about, how you build a team uh, from scratch, you, yeah. you see a lot in that. And uh, they started shooting uh, from the fr- first press conference we had in Portland when we announced uh, that a hockey team was coming back to Maine. We had no name, no colors, no nothing. So you really see from the from the start and, and how the thing gets built up. Oh, that's.
2: I didn't know what it was about, and that sounds awesome. I I, I didn't know if it was just about you or cause I, I I barely. Well, he's the see star it, of the it, show. No. Well, how could he? <laughs> how could he not be? I mean, exactly. Look at this good-looking guy. <laughs> no, but um, that, that sounds really cool. And and just take me, just back back step on a little bit. What is it like to? What do you look for in a head coach when you have nobody in your organization? Is there like a draft board? Do you have a bunch of guys on here that um, these guys have these qualities or
1: Yeah, and and honestly, I mean, we went through an interview process with a lot of them. Um You know, you're you're at first, too, because I'm I'm, I was a rookie in in that position as well. Um, Had lots of help from from Paul Holmgren um, in Philly because he had done that many, many times. Um, But ultimately, uh, he he gave me the decision to make, Um, you know, and you rely a lot on on people you trust, people that, you know, in the hockey world. Um, And um, because, you know, I I didn't know a lot of guys that could fit the bill Um, and. you know, when I uh, when I met Riley, I got back to Paul and I said, uh, "I found the guy." And he says, Whoa. "Well, well, bring him in and." Um and, you know, from that, that point on, everything kind of came uh, uh, really easy. And now, uh, you know, I think both our wives are uh, um, <laughs> worried that we spend more time with each other <laughs> than we do with them. A bromance, but, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the hockey world. And, yeah, you know, every day you're, uh, you know, trying to find players. You're trying to uh, make sure the team is going in the right direction. Um, so there's, there's definitely uh, a good chemistry there, and that helps.
2: Oh, that's yeah. good. Well, I, I don't wanna take up a ton of your guys' time. I just uh obviously we're we're Utah Grizzlies fans because we're in Utah. Yeah. But we're totally rooting for you guys and and wanna see you guys do well, wanna see the team do well. We wish you the best of luck, not the rest of the weekend, but the rest of the <laughs> Uh I don't even know what happened last night.
0: We won. We won four to one. Oh, okay. Um we had uh it was it was hard. I was, I was talking to the guys just about traveling to Utah, the time change. Yeah, altitude. Um, the, yeah, and uh, actually our uh, medical trainer here is Cole Libby, who spent two years oh, no as yeah. uh, the Grizzlies trainer as well. So we have a couple of ties yeah. uh, for us coming back, and uh, he brought these uh, oxygen boosters yeah. uh, on the trip as well. So um, he, he was prepared and
2: uh, to keep the guys in good shape. Yeah, it sounds like it worked last night. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, and now you guys are off gonna hit park city and and look around and yeah a little uh show show danny
0: around show his wife around uh the area a little bit and uh head up to park city
2: i think when you get to park city you'll be surprised you can probably walk around salt lake city and not get recognized as much but you're gonna get recognized in park city
1: well we'll see
2: there's a lot of hockey fans oh yeah good yeah Okay, well, we don't want to take up much more of your time, but I just want to tell you guys good luck on everything. Thanks, uh, we're, we're fans of both years, and uh, that's really it. We can't, we can't say how much we appreciate you guys taking time to come to our little show. But Awesome. Thanks a lot. Uh, Thank you. You can catch these guys, look for that show. We'll put posts up and, and talk about Puckland. And I'll post, and as soon as it becomes available, we'll put it on the Utah Puck Report. We'll keep track of how Riley's doing and how Maine does for the rest of the season. We'll adopt them. They'll be like our, you know, <laughs> we'll have Utah, and then we'll have Maine as our sister <laughs> ECHL team. And uh, there are rumors that you might have other jobs available soon.
1: In the uh, goaltending department? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, more for you. I mean, that's I'm always open.
2: But, all right, before we go, can I ask you about Carter Hart? Yeah, definitely. All right, so all right, we're not leaving yet. Cause <laughs> what? Tell me about this kid's phenomenal. Is, is yeah. he the
1: real deal? I, I believe he is. Um, what we've seen so far from him, um, I, I think what I you know people talk about how athletic he is, how composed he is. Um, you know, he he's been working with a sports psychologist oh. uh, for a long time, and uh, I think the part that impresses me the most uh, on my side is is uh, he's good at making the, the key saves at key times. Right. Um, it's not, and, and that's not a given. It's, it sounds easy, um, but knowing when to make the big saves to keep your team in the game or uh, keep him ahead, uh, and he seems to have that knack when uh, he feels that pressure coming on and uh, a boost is needed for him. Um, that's what I've been most impressed with him.
2: Within his first 10 or 15 games, one, not only did he come in and kind of right the ship, which he kept kind of saying he was going to do, but he also made the, the highlight reel... A with, few times, yeah. <laughs> like in 20 games, he was probably five times on the on the highlight reel with those saves, those yep. big saves that were should have been goals,
1: should have sunk the times. team. Yeah, yep. yeah, and you know that's why the you know the Flyers are still alive. I mean, the this chance for playoffs are, are slim, but because of him, he kept them alive and yep. kept them in, in the race.
2: Honestly, surprised to see Simmons move because I thought the the Flyers were. Just uh, you know, buckling
1: down towards playoffs. It's it's tough to see. It's tough to see a guy like Wayne Simmons go because he represents what the Flyers are all about yeah. um, for so many for years. Sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, w- you know, when you think about it, uh, it was going to be tough to re-sign him, and they uh, uh, they probably agreed and figured that it was better to get something in return rather than uh, than lose uh, a key player, a key uh, element in in their lineup for nothing. Yeah. Unfortunately.
2: That makes sense. But it just you know, I mean we totally get it and it it does make sense to get, you know, draft picks and get get some future but I really thought that and, and I I'm you know, the other NHL analysts were thinking that Philadelphia's gonna make a push and they could be a threat and Simmons was a he's a bully. He really fits <laughs> He's he, definitely he really, a flyer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely fit the bill. Anyway again, uh we'll actually leave the show this time. So Thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, good luck the rest of the, se- the season. And uh, with everything else you guys got going on, we'll keep you track. Oh, awesome. Thanks, We'll keep in a- touch with you. All right. Thanks, Jay. That's the Utah Puck Report.